At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. From Vinny, do you guys think Nick Bosa versus the Chiefs tackles will make the biggest difference in the game next week? He already called out that they hold a lot. Great question. Well, we saw a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls here. One where uh, it wasn't talked about as much before the game, but it was talked about a lot because of their injuries. The Chiefs tackles against the Buccaneers, and they didn't hold up, and they got dismantled. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, like, remember the stats on that game? Like, he ran for four miles in this game, running around like crazy because – yeah. There was no protection and there was like almost in a blowout game. It was, it was funny to me, like how many people wanted to compliment and praise Mahomes just for battling and trying to get through all that. So in one respect, we have that to go by as historical evidence. On the other hand, we've last year where I thought this question that Vinny asks was going to be the reason why the Eagles won the game. They're off the chiefs offensive line, the, the tackles against the Eagles who had, the most sacks since the 85 Bears. And I don't think Mahomes got sacked one time in that game last year. He, he didn't get touched. There was barely any pressure. So uh, my, my answer is right now, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to lose this game because they lose the line of scrimmage in pass protection. Uh, San Francisco has the talent to get there, but I'm actually to a point with their front uh, their pass rush where I've got to see it before I predict it. I think they've been a major disappointment since the Chase Young trade. I think the Chiefs offensive line, it's not just what they're doing. It's that I think Mahomes has made uh, has made decisions here to, to not take sacks, to not hang in there, to try to make the heroic play and the hero ball play all the time. So he's adjusted. So Vinny, no, I don't think that that's going to be the matchup that determines the game because – I don't see San Francisco getting a lot of pressure on Mahomes in this matchup. And I still think they can win the game without it. I want to put that out there too. Well, I mean, listen, yeah, it's a two, it's a two point, it's a two point line. Either team can win for sure. Uh, the second part of what you got to there is the issue. The Niners have all the name talent on their defensive line and Bosa is excellent. And he has two sacks in the postseason. You want to know how many other players on the Niners have registered even a half sack in the playoffs? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Goose egg, buddy. Not one sack 
not one, not half of one from anybody. And in the regular season, I was just going back and looking at it. Chase Young is second, and he had seven and a half sacks this year, split between both teams. They, I know there's more to being a defensive lineman than just sacking the quarterback, and I don't have time to do all the advanced numbers right here as we're going live, but they have an incredible amount invested in that defensive line, as you mentioned, with Armstead and Bosa and then trading for Chase Young, and they have not produced this year. So Mahomes has done such a good job of getting the ball out quick, and I like the gamesmanship of calling it out and trying to you know, elicit an extra holding call or two by Bosa, but that also reeks of desperation because he knows that his guys have not gotten home this year. He's gotten absolutely no help all year, and he's going to need help. Uh, against that Chiefs offense. Good question. I'm going to put this out there. Uh, I think that there's a chance if the 49ers lose this game and they give up a lot of points in this game that Steve Wilkes could get fired after getting the 49ers or going with the 49ers to the Super Bowl in a philosophical difference decision. I think that's been a big issue for them this year. I've talked to people there in San Francisco in the booth for part of the season, came down on the field, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Wilkes having a style that he wants that doesn't fit with the way that Shanahan defenses have played uh, before he got there with uh, Sala and Ryans. And I'm not sure if this guy would do this because he might think it's beneath him, but I'm going to just put it out there. I think Vrabel could end up there in some, in some capacity. As a defensive coordinator? Yes, because what else is he going to do now? He's just going to wait for a job. I think... Yes. One of the issue, I, well, I think one of the issues he, he is he he has a contract, right? Okay, yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying like he take your head coach money to not work and keep your stock hot. As I don't think his stock is instead hot. of going and being demoted to DC, risking not doing a good job, well, and now that, you're not looked that, at as a great head coach. Well, if you can't do a good job in San Francisco, well, then you shouldn't be a head coach somewhere. But well. I, I would say about Vrabel, I don't think his his stock is as hot as we thought when he got fired. I think he's got a reputation right now where he doesn't get along with people and he's yeah. a pain in the ass to work with. And I think if he swallowed his pride a little bit and took a job like that, that might help him. I think he would I think Belichick would be better off doing TV. People see his personality a little bit more, like when he did that NFL 100 greatest players thing and everybody loved him for it and he won an Emmy. And I think if Vrabel swallowed his pride, and took a role like that on a great team. So it's not like him going back, taking a major step back. It'd probably be the best defensive coordinator job out there. Um, I think that would be good for him because there's a reason why he didn't get hired, Danny. And I think it's because he's got a bad reputation right now as a as somebody that they don't people don't want to work with. All right, we got a ton of questions. Let's uh, let's get let's some good go. ones here, Spence. Let's get the next question. From Philip George, Danny, you mentioned Bill Barnwell is the best football writer. You did. Who would round out your top five football writers? When did you say that on here? I said it on Twitter. Oh. I said it on Twitter. Man, Peter um, King getting murdered by you, even though he comes on your show once a week. Jeez, that's rough. Well, I mean, listen, I read I read Peter King and Albert Breer every Monday. Um, Peter wow, King, Breer like, gets thrown in there as a well, no, 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 no. Breer, Breer, I actually would not say Breer to be totally honest. I mean, he's 
he's good. He gets good information, but I think that's more about like, I mean, listen, Peter King is the goat. Barnwell for blending analysis with analytics in like a digestible way. He's spectacular. He's worth ESPN plus all by himself, him and passing. Um, and then I'll give my guy Robert Mays. I think I think Robert Mays from is the very ringer. Good. Yeah, I think Robert Mays is very good. What about you? Uh, does Kevin Clark still write, or is he just strictly in the podcast and He's audio? He's more in the podcast now? space now. Yeah, I used to like his long form stuff. I thought he did a really good job. Um, you know, a lot of these people that I that I read in my formative years as a fan, and then doing this job, have given up the writing end of things. Like this guy's not, yeah, this guy's not strictly a football writer, but you know, Simmons was always a must read when he was over at page two. So that's obviously been gone for like 20 years. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's been gone for 30 years. I mean, the guy just reads presidential biographies. I haven't read one of those in a while. Uh, The last one I read was Ulysses S. Grant. It was a 700 page book guy really underrated, got a raw deal from people. As a matter of fact, um, Danny, I don't think I could come up with five because well, that's not, that's, that's well not hold on a second here though, because obviously it's changed. Like there's the, there, you said the new, there's the information getters, right? There's like the Diana Russini's and Albert yeah. Breers and people like that. And then there's like the football more opinion, more sometimes personal interest and I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the way that the internet has changed things and social media has evolved, like, there's fewer and fewer people who I think do that well now. I used to read a lot of those stories when Sports Illustrated was a hard copy thing. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, I feel like that industry has cratered. People that do that for a living. So I could not come yes, up with Yes, yes. Breaking news. The right the writing industry has cratered. Well, that's why a, I'm I'm stalling here, Philip. I can't come up with five guys for you, bro. I don't even have five must read. I mean, okay. I mean, I listen, I, I Peter King, I mean, I I gave you what? Three or four. Uh, Aaron Schatz, another good one. Um There I mean, and then like there's good beat reporters. Sure. Like you know, Florio will write things, not just doing the aggregate stuff. He'll write his own um, theoretical and opinionated pieces. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll read those. Like I I like what Mike does a lot, but 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 many of these people, these jobs that really these writing positions that helped grow my love of football. This is there are not that many of them anymore. Yeah, that is a, true. It's a sad but, thought, but, actually. But but I but it's funny, like I, I but I still seek it out. Like ESPN Plus, Zach Lowe, Jeff Passan, Bill Barnwell. That's they are doing long form sports writing in the three big sports that well, I care uh, about. The other guy that does a good job is that Wickersham guy. He Seth Wickersham, know, yeah. He'll write, you know, he'll do one of those big football expose pieces a couple times a year you know who else i like it didn't we didn't mention is the dude from yahoo robinson i like oh him. charles robinson yeah yeah charles oh, robinson is very good but yeah, for whatever good. reason i don't see a lot of his stuff i don't know if that's a yahoo does a bad job promoting what he writes or if he's just not into the promotional side of things but i don't read a lot of him anymore 
Let's keep it going. What else we got, Spencer? Oh, yeah, Curb's back tonight. Favorite episode of Curb. Man, how much time do you have? Are you a fan, or do you want me to handle this one? I've seen probably the first four or five seasons, but it's been a long time since I've watched. And I'm not one of those people with Curb that goes back and watches the episodes a second and third time. So it's all for me right now, top of mind. These are all off of one watch. The episodes are moments that stick with me. So I'll, I will give you the floor here to. So, I mean, I've seen every episode many times. Uh, It's a Mount Rushmore show for me. Uh, I cannot wait to this, for this podcast to be over. I will be going out into the living room, getting the plane in the air, if you will, getting a pint of ice cream and sitting down with my wife and watching uh, the Curb premiere. Uh, Obviously, Palestinian Chicken comes to mind immediately. Um, The Seder, when he brings over the uh, guy who's on the child sex offender list, but who helped Larry with his golf swing, Mm -hmm. is one of the funniest 30 minutes of tell. I mean, I could watch that episode and be in the worst mood ever, and there's a guarantee that I will laugh out loud when he walks in the door and says that he brought latkes. That is like the funniest thing in the world. Uh, the ski lift is incredible. Um, another, like, I, so you're seeing, I a, like that you're one. Seeing a, you're seeing a trend of Jewish humor for me, obviously. <laughs> um, the, uh, the carpool lane. Oh, went, phenomenal. That's the Dodger stadium game, right? Yep. Yep. With the, with the um, hooker. Yeah. Where he picks up the prostitute. I say schmohawk in my day-to-day life when someone is a bad driver, I'm like, Oh, look at this schmohawk. And then if someone's in the car, I'll be like, I taught him that, uh, which is what Larry's dad says to him. So I love I love anything like that. And then one of my favorite moments in the history of the show is the finale of the season with the Blacks when uh, they all leave and they all get pissed at Larry. Uh, and Leon comes walking back with his carryout. And, he's, and Larry's like, they're gone. And Leon's like, word? He's like, yeah, he's like, so I guess you'll be Larry's all excited to like be back to by himself. He goes, I guess you'll be and, Larry, and Leon goes, going upstairs, eat my Chinese food. And he just goes into the house and it makes no sense whatsoever, but it just very clearly was JB Smoove as Leon Black is like this like superstar scene stealing character, and they could never write him out of the show. So they just wrote out every other character from his family, and he just yeah. now lives with Larry. It's just, it's the absolute greatest. Well, absolute I don't know greatest. why, but the, the, the line that popped into my head was was a Leon line when uh, Brody put the question out. It was when he was talking to Larry and he kept saying, you got old balls, Larry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long ball, Larry. Was, you got long balls, man. That's yeah. <laughs> such a good one. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, that I is... think Le- I mean, Leon... I mean, Funkhauser, rest in peace, was a great character. R.I.P. to Super Dave. Um, yeah. I'm a Jeff guy too. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 an all time show. I could I could do an hour for sure uh, on that. But good question, Brody. Thank you. 